Hey there, Casey Dimon here, TaxSaleAcademy.com, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Tax Sale Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, and don't forget to browse through all of our other podcast episodes if you haven't had the chance to yet. I want to talk to you today about liability. In short, I don't want you to get sued. When you're looking to purchase a tax sale property, you should always consider the potential liability. Now, before you blow off this episode because, say, you're broke, you're young, or you're carefree, or whatever else, and maybe you think that you don't really even have any assets to protect or anything to worry about, let me assure you that you still must always think about liability. If you have nothing to your name right now, you can still be sued and you can still have a judgment entered against you. This judgment will then attach to your name for 10 or 20 years, depending on the state. This means that getting a loan for anything will be very, very difficult, if not impossible. It also means you could wake up one day and realize your bank accounts are now empty because of garnishment and your paycheck has been docked by the creditor. Again, this could go on for 10 or 20 years. So just because you don't have something now doesn't mean you won't have something in the future. All right. So there are a few different ways to help mitigate your liability with insurance policies and using holding entities and that type of thing. But it still doesn't mean that you can be reckless. Obviously, talk to your accountant, talk to your attorney, talk to the appropriate professional counselors when it comes to limiting your liability. But I want to go over just a few things you need to consider before making a purchase. You should be asking yourself these things every single time prior to purchase. The first one is the structure itself. What type of condition is that structure in? If you are buying a tax defaulted building of any sort, it is likely to be in some sort of disrepair. Not always, but that is a very, very strong possibility. And this is usually the most common type of liability that people will think of. Somebody will walk into your house because the door is missing, or somebody climbs through that broken window or whatever, and they end up hurt. And then they come after you for negligence and they sue you. On the same note, I've seen a property before where the wall literally fell off the structure. It just gave out and it crashed into the house next door. I can guarantee you that the owner of that house next door probably wasn't happy and they probably called their attorney. Next one, how about trash cleanup? If you don't clean it up, the city might have somebody do it for you. And then they will charge you, possibly along with a fee of some sort, maybe an admin fee or some cute name like that. You don't pay it, right? You decide you don't want to pay it. That bill then turns into a grand or two grand. You still don't pay it. So what happens? That debt might just get sold to the debt collector who sues you because that's what they do. And of course, now you have all of that expense tied up in the cleanup plus their court costs. Not fun. How about maintenance requirements? That same process that we just discussed where a small bill gets larger and larger and then you suddenly get sued. Yep, happens all the time. Small code violations like grass height restrictions or sidewalks that must be cleared of snow can really turn into huge issues. Demolition costs are right there along with maintenance requirements and trash pickups. But this one is a much higher price mistake. If you forgot to check the demolition list and you purchased a property that was on it, then it gets knocked down after you become the owner, you will be on the hook for those demolition costs. And the debt collectors, they will love to see that ten dollars or $15,000 debt come in that they can sue you for. How about contamination? Let's say you buy that old gas station with the leaking underground tanks that you now have to clean up. 
And not only are you going to be financially responsible for them, but in the worst case scenario, you could also be criminally responsible for them, depending on how hard the state wants to push. Obviously, that's a huge issue, right? How about water bills? In some areas, if you buy a real estate, you're going to get a water bill. And it doesn't matter if you use that water or not. It doesn't even matter if there's a structure on that property or not. You can get a water bill for a vacant lot. If you own properties in certain areas, you're going to be sent that monthly water bill since you have the ability to get water to your property. And not paying that water bill, no matter how small it is, can easily land you in court. A lot of these companies will count on the fact that you will not pay these bills. That way they can sue you and they can get all sorts of additional fees and interest tacked onto as well so they can make some extra money. The last one for today, HOAs. And I'm not talking about, you know, the little three and four member HOAs where everybody tosses in a few bucks to buy food for the neighborhood Thanksgiving feast. I'm talking about the extremely well-funded HOAs who have the money to go after you. Maybe these are the country clubs that have thirty dollars or $40,000 initiation fees the moment you buy a piece of property there, whether you buy it through the developer or at a tax sale. I've seen it happen many times. Or maybe it's the subdivisions that have five dollars or $6,000 lots, and each one of them has a $50 per month HOA. That's a quarter million dollars in dues every single month not including all the interest and the fees that they charge people, plus the court costs and everything else that they're going to sue you for, and some will. So the purpose of this Friday episode is not to scare you. I know it probably sounds like that, but that is not my purpose at all. It's not even to list all the possible liabilities because there are certainly more that exist. Instead, it's to remind you to keep your eyes open. Pay attention to what you're doing. Learn what you're doing. Be aware of what's going on. Don't buy off cost alone. Do it correctly. Op- operate as a responsible tax sell investor who goes about this business the correct way. If you do everything like you should, you can't lose. You'll have a very, very profitable business. But if you ignore some of these basic principles, you might just find yourself in court. I don't want you to get sued. I truly hope this episode has helped open your eyes to some of the negative consequences about buying tax faulted real estate. Again, obviously, it is not my intention to steer you away from this business at all. I, I just want to help educate you and make sure you go about investing in tax faulted real estate the correct way. If we can be of any further help, there are a number of great links in today's show notes. This podcast is a fantastic place to get started. We also have over 650 videos on YouTube. We have a tax sell state guide. We have my free book, The Tax Sell Playbook. We have my OTC investing class. And of course, we have the Tax Sell Academy itself. We have lots of incredible resources at your disposal if we can help you. Again, links to everything and much of it completely free in today's show notes. Take care and make it a successful day. See ya.